Hi, this is Carl, and I'm here with my brother, Manuel. How are you, sir? I'm great. How about yourself? Very good. And uh, Manuel is going to be one of the speakers at the new SMB online conference for 2013. And, uh, you know, people say, well, uh, why are you having your brother on there? Well, I'm having my brother on there because he is an amazing coach and a great resource. So uh, why don't you tell us a bit about your background before we get into your topic? What uh, what allows you to be a speaker at this conference, sir? Well, I guess we would start with um, just a little over 25 years experience in the computer and electronics industry and most of it in the managed services and service industry in one shape or another, and a long history with Microsoft products and uh, running companies, whether they're my own company or actually working with you for six years and uh, and and helping other companies turn around uh, most recently, a company here in Florida when I moved over here that I got hooked up with, um, I managed to turn them around in short order. And so I've, I've gained a lot of experience, of, you know, with small and medium-sized companies that really is focused on this industry. Very nice. And you're the co-author of uh, one really big book, and you're writing another book. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the book I'm working on now is uh, – entitled Getting to the Next Level, and it it is literally about um, taking your company from wherever you're at and getting you up to the next level, and obviously, depending on where you're at with your company, the next level is different for every company. So it really relies heavily on some of the most basic tools in business management and getting people to focus on uh, sticking with the basics, because they're true no matter what level you're at, no matter what level you want to get to. Uh, the things I introduce and the things I rely on are universal. So um, it, it really – I refer to it as a blueprint um, for getting your company to the next level, and it really will be applicable to any company from a single uh, entity trying to grow um, all the way to, you know, multimillion-dollar companies that are, are still trying to get bigger from where they are. Very nice. So let's switch to the conference. What is your topic there? I refer to it as the five tools that could transform your company overnight. And they may not be the most uh, definitive tools for your toolbox, but I believe they are uh, some of the most important no matter what company that you're, you're in. If you don't have these in place or solidified, um, they could give you the largest amount of change in your company in the least amount of time. All righty. And – and so the, the five tools, I'm assuming I'm not one of the tools that you're talking about here. Uh, no, and neither am I. Uh, so that <laughs> makes it easy uh, to duplicate because anyone, uh, anyone can come up with these. The, the first one I refer to as the cash flow optimization tool, and it's really just a plan of how to get, um, uh, how to get your, your cash flow straightened out because if you don't have cash flow, you can't do anything that you need to do in your company, whether it's hiring another person, um, uh, uh, expanding your, your, uh, uh, into the next office space, whatever it is, including paying your employees on time in some companies. The second tool I refer to is the communications protocol. It's a tool that every company has to have where they've established a communications protocol. Most companies don't even have one. And they, they may not even really understand the term. And the way I use it, I say communications protocol because you have to have a you have to set it out of how your company is going to communicate with your clients and with other companies 
and with third-party vendors, kind of like the rules and regulations, but also, you know, the, the, the format in which you communicate. And when you have a communications protocol, it really alters how your company is presented to, your, to the clients and to the outside world and how you're perceived. And it can be very significant in, in showing that you're a, a big company trying to get, you know, on your way somewhere and trying to get there. Um, and do, uh, tool, do you give yeah. examples of this, like like real world, like for example, in our company we we communicate yeah. this way? Well, yeah, one of the best examples I can give for communications protocol is that uh, let's say it it has to do with the, around the priority of a ticket. If it's a P1 ticket, you're going to broadcast as far wide as you can and as deep as you can into the third party that's helping you, if there is one, whether it's, you know, let's say it's your internet service provider, and into the client company. And when I say uh, far and wide, it means you're going to, the client technical contact, the president of the company, uh, everybody on the call down list for the company gets CC'd in the emails, and they get a call and a follow-up email. And the same is true with the supervisor at the third party company at, uh, let's say it's Com- uh, Comcast or whoever, and the tech that you're working with. And then as things back down and you get down to it, a P2, it's cooled off, it's not such a big deal, you back off on how deep uh, and how often you communicate in emails and, and phone conversations. But it is not, doesn't have to be really detailed, but the idea is that you set it out that says, if it's a P1, we will CC the president of the company for the client and the technical contact and the person specifically we're working with on everything. And if it's just a P4 regular ticket, we send an email, we follow up with the phone call, and and we go on about our, our way. And what this does is helps establish uh, a standard that your clients will respect and look forward to knowing that if it's a big, important issue, they're going to see an email. Even if they don't get involved in it, uh, let's say the president of the company, he can just watch the emails come and go on his phone or on his email system. He just knows that you're on it. And it's huge in what it means for how your company presents because, they see that if it's important, if it's a really high-profile thing, you are broadcasting wide and deep, and and everybody's in on it. Whether they, you know, again, whether they respond or interact is is totally up to them. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, so so um, communication's awesome, and I'll let you on to your other points. But I just want to make sure I know: Are you suggesting that this is something that's done? from the top down within my organization? Is this something that I, I put the service manager in charge of, or is every technician responsible for this? Everybody in the company is responsible. One of the things I was going to mention is also you, you have to mandate that you want closed-loop communications, especially when it's on your team. Again, this is just part of the protocol. Uh, and, and you actually embed it in your standards and procedures, and you say, look, this is how we as a team are going to communicate, closed-loop, and we're going to broadcast far and wide for high priority and shallow and narrow, you know, for, for lower priority things. And we are even going to have a standardized email templates uh, so that the message is consistent across, and those are available to everybody. And you do mandate that everybody in the company adheres to this policy uh, to the extent possible. Uh, even if you have uh, uh, email templates that are available to everybody, and documents that are branded. There's just so many things to it, but it's really about seeing to it that you have a consistent message, and it is consistent uh, depending on how important the, the subject matter or the event is or, um, you know, whatever that you happen to be dealing with with your client. Right. 
I like the idea of templates. Templates work uh, very well in our industry. So the next tool I refer to is the uh, a people process. It's a term I actually got from an excellent book I read, read called Execution by uh, Larry Bossidy and Ram Sharon. They talk about a robust people process, and they refer to things as simple as, uh, well, you and I, we had a really good um, process for people for interviewing, and we, we cultivated it, right? We started out with interview, and, the, and we'd have a test for the technician, and we'd have them go out to lunch uh, the, with a, one of the senior engineers so our senior engineer could get a, you know, a little read on that person and see whether they'd be a good fit. All of those things that fit in there, including the employee review process and the, and the paperwork that you put together to keep them on track, that's part of your people process, including if you have somebody that's in trouble and they are the right person for that position, but they're in trouble, you go out and you, you get them mentoring or whatever is needed to get them back on track because this is a value, valuable element to your company. And if you pick this person and you believe they're the right person, you have to have a you don't have a method, and I'm not talking three strikes or you're out kind of thing. I'm talking about the same as if it was your kid. You literally say, "We're going to put you on a path to success to get you back to where you can be that you know shining star you were that we you know that we when we found you, and you can be a key element in this company again." And that's a fair thing to do, and that's part of your an important part of your people process. The next tool is kind of a mandate similar to the communications protocol, and it's a methodology or mandate of working in real time uh, and tracking time in real time. And that's probably one of the hardest things to do for any company because most companies, first off, they, they'll say, and you know this from your experience in, in this business and from coaching, most companies will say, yeah, we track our time in real time and uh, our, our technicians keep track of all of their time. And then if you go look at their time cards or their – uh, the, the PSA tool and look at what they've got, there's gaps and overlaps and missing time. And so you really have to have a very strict policy because about tracking and uh, working in real time because time is your widget when you're in the service industry. And it wouldn't really matter if you were in a restaurant or a managed service you know, provider IT company. Time is your widget. And if you don't know how much time you've spent or is spilling out of the bucket or is just missing, it's it is like – having somebody uh, pass pizzas out the side door at your restaurant. Uh, it's right. really no different. You're literally money is just walking out the door. And the reason it's one of those top five tools is because of how much difference it could make. And the truth is, if I were to put these in a different order, uh, it's really hard to say that this, that I bet this is basically tool number four. It's really hard not to want to put this up higher, but I think that the communications of your company and the branding of your company and your people process, uh, and your cash flow have to come first, but it, but it, it's, it, it is definitely a, one of the most important tools in the bag, and there's so much about it because uh, you know as well as I do, once we, uh, years ago, when we, when we got a handle on it and we were keeping track of time in real time, it really changed the efficiency of our team. It actually did help our, our cash flow. It made everything work like it's supposed to in your PSA because all of your automation tools that you want to use they rely on it, and uh, and a very often overlooked part is also in the client communications. Uh, when a client calls in and says, "Yeah, Joe was just here and he fixed something," and uh, all I know is after he left, it doesn't work, and you have one of your other technicians 
go look in the system to see what Joe did and there are no notes, that's just right. absolutely unacceptable. And that, that could cost you a client right there because if they call, you know, a, a big uh, IT company who is really well organized and they don't lose notes and they work in real time, it, it doesn't look good on you. And it really is an important step to getting to the next level. Um, the last tool is I, I refer to it as a, a key service uh, metric tool. It's called the Service Board Backlog, and it's a really, really neat tool in itself that allows you to tap into the PSA and get some metrics that uh, it doesn't matter. It really is housed around two of the more common PSA tools in our industry, Autotask and ConnectWise, and it offers up something that over the years I realized was important to me as a service manager to gauge my service delivery system in many ways, but is not available without going and just pulling the numbers out and throwing it into a spreadsheet. And mm -hmm. uh, once you do, it puts on one page literally the health of your service uh, department and your team as a whole, and it also lets you look at what the week is going to look like ahead of you and give you a gauge of how, how well you're managing your, uh, your overall um, client base. You know, if you have a 1,000 desktops and 200 and 300 workstations and you have eight people servicing them, you see it on a graph ticked off every week, basically the metrics of each of the employee efficiencies uh, is basically how much time there's their, uh, their efficiency based on uh, admin time versus real time and right. how many tickets are in the system, how many hours backlogged you are, and, uh, and these metrics can tell you a lot, especially like when when you've, you should know basically where the sweet spot is that you're getting the best customer service for your clients this team is capable of uh, by reading this, right? And it can tell you many things uh, also about your, your team health and efficiency as you move along um, by keeping a read on it. It's a really not that hard to put together, but it does rely on working and tracking time in real time. And, you know, so there's right. it's a, there's a it's bit of a pre-work. It's one of those things where you don't know what those numbers mean the first time you see them. You know, it's, you think you know what they mean, <laughs> but for example, yeah. you know, you, you're never going to have zero backlog. You have zero backlog, you're out of business. Right, so right. you have to have some backlog. So the question is, what's a healthy backlog? So you know, how many tickets are coming into the system? Right, if the number of desktops is stable, how many tickets can I expect tomorrow and the next day and the next week? And then, how quickly do we get tickets out of the system? How many of them are, are priority one, two, three, four? I mean, it's it's really rich information, but it all relies on you got to put it in the system in order to get it out of the system. And you know, that's. We, we both coach people, and, you know, you know there's people who they totally resist putting in their, their time into the system because they go, oh, it's, it's, we're not losing any money. Okay, yeah, but you don't even know. Um, and then yeah. a report like this really helps you get that data out of there. And, and it is interesting how, you know, people like to see a graphical report, but it's also true that uh, a service manager goes through and he, he checks the time cards for a bunch of people, and he sees the number of hours that person put in and their efficiency, and he may say, okay, that guy's got too much admin time. Where is it going? Is he entering time in wrong? He's entering admin time for travel time or whatever the, the scenario might be. But you can overlook a few things here and there. But when you put it on a graph, what's really cool is each technician or engineer 
ends up with this, what I call a signature in the system. And you say basically a field engineer is going to have a signature right along this line where they're going to hover and bounce along here, assuming they don't do a bunch of uh, on-site training for the client that's not billable or other admin work on the backside or whatever. Their signature is just going to move along. And literally you can tell uh, if that person put a wrong time entry in or missed some other things, you see this big dip in it, you can go back and look at the time card and say, oh, right, we've either got missed time entries or uh, miscategorized items. But it's really cool. You can actually see you hire a new technician and you tell technician A that they've got a mentor, technician B, the new one, and you can actually watch technician A's signature drop in efficiency because they're logging admin time instead of, you know, for the mentoring. And B's efficiency pops on the chart and then slowly tracks upward until they have their own signature up in the range they're supposed to for their position. And then you see signature for technician A when they're no longer mentoring heavily or needing to, their signature pops back up to where it's supposed to be. And, and then you can even see a new client come in. 20 new desktops hit the ground, and you see a little spike in the number of uh, backlog hours and the number of tickets in the system as the client comes on board and gets used to using your system. And then it settles down a little bit. So you see these things that they show up in your system and ring out, and you know what to expect. And it also means that if you do this every Friday, the service manager can have his Monday morning quick meeting and say, okay, guys, here's, here's what's going on. This is what we have ahead of us. We know based on last week and the current trend because of this new client, we really know that we're going to have a backlog like this. And so that you can even inform the service coordinator, you know, put everybody on notice. We're going to be really strict about the scheduling things three days out and, you know, for the next week or whatever. It's, it really can tell you just an immense amount that, you know, on the day-to-day -day management of, of your team. And, and, and also the team, when you pay, post it on the wall, the team can look at this and say they can feel good about, they can see the health of their service delivery system right there in front of them. Right. Well, and as you and I know from experience, there are some clients that uh, abuse the system and they stand out. And you say, okay, so here's we suddenly we got this one client we signed on and they should be good for whatever, 10 tickets a week, and, and they're doing 20 a day. Like, okay, there's something going on there that needs some attention. Right, and yeah, and yeah, and yeah, there's all, and by the way, all of these tools have a bit of a tie together. Um, and add on to each other. If you think about it, the um, the people process that I talk about and getting somebody on track, let's say you have an engineer that's not a field engineer and he can't seem to work in the same mode that, that you need him to that everybody else does. It seems to be very successful for them. You get them the mentoring and you, you follow along a good people process that says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to got to go through a retraining uh, program with you or whatever it is. And, and, the uh, working and tracking time in real time is crucial to the first tool, which is, you know, your cash flow, because your cash flow, how do you know, how can you keep your cash flow right if you're not counting your widgets and getting your time in on time and billing out in a weekly cycle if that's what you choose to do? And the communications protocol isn't just about, you know, with you and your clients. It's also about inside the company. And so there's a really, there's a big tie-in with all of these that one way or another they, you know, they all reinforce each other and help each other out, you know, in this. And, and there's a lot more I'm going to cover needless to say. Obviously. We're just scratching the service. When we, when we do the seminar, I still won't be able to tell you everything that I can tell you or would like to in my allotted time for the seminar. So I'm going to have a lot of things to give you to download or go get that are 
just uh, going to say that uh, this is this seems very complicated, and a lot of people might be a little bit overwhelmed. Uh, so you will have handouts so that the people who are not numbers people or the people who are not uh, finance people will be able to follow along yeah. with all of this. Yeah, I'm going to have white papers that will be made available and uh, that are very detailed in getting you uh, set out of, let's say, branding your documents, uh, branding your documents and creating some email templates. I got a, like a 12 or 15 page white paper that you'll have access to. And so I don't have to talk about that. I just have to talk about the importance of it and where it fits in. You go get the white paper and it'll tell you, here are your documents. Go put your brand on them. Here are your email templates. Change the company name on them and start using them. And here's your people process. Here are some of the other documents that will help you there. One one I want to touch on, actually, that I'm really excited about is I refer to it as the um, core competency matrix. And it's this really neat matrix that you put all your engineers in and put them in a, in a column here. And in all the rows, you put all of the key uh, core competency and key clients, and you put together a matrix basically to see to it that there's a primary, a secondary, and a tertiary person for every key core competency that your company either boasts as something they provide on their line card or for every key client or for every key tool that you have in your company. And what that does is it helps you build your training program where you say, well, Joe, he's going to be the number one guy on the PSA tool, and he's the number one guy for XYZ company, and Chris, he's going to be the number two guy for the PSA tool, et cetera. And pretty soon what you have is uh, this adds to your people process where you say, Chris, here's what I need you to do this quarter. I need you to learn this technology, and I need you to get very familiar with this client because you're going to back up Joe for those two things. And Tom, Tom, you're going to be the number three guy for this client. And pretty soon you have this picture where if you're a one-man shop, it, it lets you realize that when you get other people to come into the company, you get to take off a hat and give one to Tom and one to Joe, <laughs> and you have a path for that, for training them, for right. your liberation so that you can go work on the company instead of in the company. It's probably one of my favorite tools when it comes to, you know, training and and um, and coaching people. Very good. So you are on June 25th, day one of the conference. Uh, folks can sign up at smbonlineconference.com, and they can find out a little bit more about you. There's some speaker information. There's a link to your website. Um, why don't you give your website just for fun so that if uh, people want to go straight there, they can. Well, that's easy. It's www.manualpalachuk.com. So as long as you can spell my name right and put it together without any spaces, you can get, get to that website. And, and I'm easy to find on every other media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, I am whatever slash Manuel Palachuk. So Facebook, it's Facebook slash Manuel Palachuk, and Twitter, it's at Manuel Palachuk, and LinkedIn, I'm LinkedIn slash in slash Manuel Palachuk. Very good. Well, I've obviously seen your presentations, and uh, you do a spectacular job, and we are very grateful to have you on board this year. Well, I'm excited about it because I, I really like helping, you know, the small and medium-sized businesses, and it really it, – it, it just makes me feel good when I get to talk about these tools that I know will help a company, but it's even more fun when I get to help them make it come true and work, you know, and, and work, so – uh, I'm really looking forward to the presentation. Chat with you then. Thanks for joining us today. Okay. Thank you, Carl.